This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 614. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 614. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. We are two weeks into January and I don't know, are we feeling it yet? (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I mean, I kind of am. Every day I'm like 7% more into this year. (laughs) We had a really great break, winter break. And I think that when, for me, and I think I've said this on the show before, when I take time off without, when I take really dedicated time off and unplug, the reentry is harder for me. Like it's easier for me to just stay a little bit plugged in. And then the reentry is not so like stark. (laughs) So every day since I've reentered on January 3rd or 4th, whatever day that was last week, it's like a little bit better every day. I'm easing my way into 2022. And like things that are happening in 2022 are not making re-entry any easier. So, <laughs> but we're in it together as always, which does bring me some peace and it brings me hope and it does bring me a sense of power because I just bring, I get so much comfort knowing that I'm not alone and that I always have this community to tap into. And I should say, if you didn't see, it was all over my social media last week, but I actually had the opportunity to appear on the Dr. Phil show last week. So it was recorded last August, but it went live 
just last week. And oh my goodness, I got so much support. And I just want to say thank you so much for that support. I appreciate it so much. And it was a heated conversation. The conversation was all around critical race theory. And my dear friend, Laura Cathcart Robbins invited me down she was invited to the show and then they asked her if she had a white mom friend <laughs> that she could bring with her to talk about critical race theory. They were looking for a white mom's perspective. And so she invited me to come down and join her. And it all happened really fast. I learned a lot about how TV works in over the course of 24 hours. I learned on a Monday night, Laura asked me if I might be interested. I got a call from the network on Tuesday morning at 11. By three o'clock, I was at the airport and it was my first flight since COVID, it was, I mean, it was just bananas. It was wild, wild, wild. Um, So that all happened in August. The episode went live just this last week. But I will say that being part of just a really heated conversation was definitely nerve wracking. And what I am really excited about was the way that my friend Laura got to show up. She was just a firecracker in that conversation and in that episode. And I'm so excited for her. She got to be a part of the conversation for a much longer part of the show than I did, which was really fun because I got to sit in the green room and just watch her like on fire the whole time, which was so cool. And then I was out near the end and just got to add a few things, which was a really cool experience as well. But it was so fun to like first be able to just do something like that, but then also to watch a friend like lead the charge was phenomenal. So thanks for all the support around that. That is definitely something that sparked the new year for me and will definitely be a big memory of 2022. So it does feel good to like have something to start off some momentum to kick off the year. So what we're going to talk about today, and I'm really eager to dive into this content because I think it's so important and it keeps showing up in the work that I'm doing is we're going to talk about the messages that you're carrying around from childhood and how they're holding you back. And it's interesting how this ties into different things. I had a conversation with two recent guests. Jory Rose talked about intergenerational trauma and how an intergenerational or transgenerational patterns and how patterns repeat themselves from one generation to the next. And so I'm going to touch on that a little bit today. And then Eliza Reynolds talked about our inner teen and healing our inner teen. And a lot of the things I'm going to touch on today are things that definitely come from my own inner teen work that I'm kind of just digging into right now, or I've been, I don't know, somewhat digging into in the last few years but I feel like the work just keeps getting deeper and the work just keeps getting like more and more necessary. And I seem to have just so many more insights and maybe it's part of the aging process. Maybe it's part of the work that I do, but I'm enjoying connecting a lot of dots. And so while the things we're going to be talking about today are tricky and hard for sure, and definitely not light and breezy topics, I also think that it feels really good to connect these dots and it feels really powerful to see how these dots connect in different ways and how certain patterns, routines, and like feedback loops and thought loops and thought patterns can really be disrupted when we have a sense of awareness around where they're coming from. So I hope that this episode helps you with that because I think that'll be really productive for you as well. So I want to talk about three messages that came from my childhood, and I think they'll be relatable. Maybe all of them will be relatable, but at least one of them will probably be relatable because I think that they're messages that are common uh, among you know children that grew up in the 80s as I did. So I was born in 1975. My parents divorced when I was four and a half, and so those like that time frame is important because of some of the things that I'm going to talk about. So if you were born around that time or your parents divorced in the 80s, like this will resonate. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about 
three messages that I internalized over the course of my childhood and that were just really kind of reiterated over and over. Some of them explicitly said, but more than anything, it wasn't as much that they were explicitly stated as much as they were just like deeply known and understood. So little things were said over time that just impressed upon me that these messages were true. Like these are the things that I took from the way that people around me spoke, the way that people around me behaved. And I internalized these things to be true. And So sometimes they were things that were, you know, really explicitly stated, but more than anything, it was really a sense that I had over time based on the life I was living. And after I talk through these three messages, I'm also going to then dig into how these three messages held me back and how these three messages can hold you back or how any messages you are carrying from your childhood can be holding you back. And this is where I think you will find some knowledge and insight for sure and maybe some things that you can really relate to even if you don't relate to the three specific messages I'm gonna share with you today. So the first message, the first message I wanna share, the first message that I'm carrying around from childhood that has definitely held me back was that people can leave at any time and that people might not know how to love you. So those are connected because this has to do with my dad leaving. So my parents divorced, like I said, when I was four and a half, my dad left and which is not like an uncommon thing for children of the 80s or children now. But because there wasn't a lot of expertise and knowledge around like how to process divorce with kids at that time, it just wasn't processed. And so because of that, I am learning now in therapy that the message that I received, and again, not like explicitly stated, but the message that I received was that people can just leave at any time for no apparent reason, with no explanation, people can just leave. And the secondary piece of that that I'm also uncovering now is that people might not know how to love you. And this is a trickier one because this was definitely not shared. I mean, when my parents divorced, it was very amicable. My dad definitely expressed love to me well beyond my parents divorcing. But it was never a sense that it was unconditional. And over the years, it became increasingly conditional as I watched how he engaged in other relationships and ultimately how he engaged in his relationship with me, which we no longer have a relationship. I came to see it like it's just really conditional love that he was able to give. And so... The message from all of that for me was that people can leave at any moment and also that people might not know how to love you. And that was tricky for me in entering into relationships over the course of my life and maintaining relationships over the course of my life. And what I've learned over time is that I definitely was really weird about entering relationships with males because I didn't know how to do it. And I think because I had this very subconscious notion that people could leave at any time and also that like men might not know how to love you. And like, I didn't know what to do with that. As a result of this, and when my parents got divorced, a lot of the messaging I received was your dad's doing the best he can. And he's a product of his own environment as all of our parents are. And so he lost a parent at a very young age. His dad died when he was really little. His mom struggled with illness throughout his life. And that was, you know, I'm sure troublesome to him. I haven't had a lot of conversation with him about that, but I'm sure that was hard. And so, and probably hard on him and his siblings. And so the message that I got a lot from my mom was your dad's doing the best that he can. And like, let's look at where he came from. And that explains like, this is the best he can show up, which is totally right. And also 
I felt like I needed to make a lot of space for, well, but he's doing the best he can, so I should accept that. That should make this okay. And what I've learned in the last couple of years is like he maybe was doing the best that he can and I can be really disappointed in his best and that's okay too. <laughs> and like he was doing the best that he can and also like that doesn't mean that I need to give him a ton of grace. I've given him a lot of grace over the years. I'm kind of done with grace, <laughs> but I'm not in the space of giving grace at this phase in this season. So that messaging was like one thing that I carried with me for a long time that I still carry. And that definitely impacts how I enter relationships, fear I have around messing up relationships, definitely the sense of like, what if people can't love me? Or what if I'm too much or not enough? Or if I get it wrong, or if I don't do it like to someone's liking, if someone's offended by me, like those kinds of things are a really, really big deal to me. So that is where that first message came from for me, that people can leave at any moment. And also people might not know how to love you. The second message that I have carried from my childhood, which I think will be relatable to all of you probably, was your body size is a reflection of your worth and you should always be trying to shrink your body. And so I had a mom who dieted throughout my entire childhood, which like most moms in the 80s were dieting throughout their children's lives. That was very much the norm then. And it wasn't just what I watched my mom do because my mom really didn't speak a lot about dieting or about, I don't remember her speaking about her body so much. I just remember her behaviors around dieting and body stuff and things like that. But I heard overheard a lot of conversations between her and friends and between her and other family members around like what's working and what like the tips are and the tricks. And like, I remember this whole thing around like making crystal light frosties, I guess. I don't know, like basically you put ice cubes in crystal light in a blender and call it a milkshake without milk. <laughs> and But like basically like you can make this thing and it's like a zero calorie treat and thinking like, oh, like that's the right answer. Or like eating a lot of sugar-free jello because like no calories, like what a, this is a miracle food. So those kinds of messaging, like I just heard a lot of that kind of conversation around body stuff, around diet culture. And that message over and over really for me, equated to like your size is a reflection of your worth and you should always be trying to shrink your body. And I was hyper aware of this because I had a bigger body than most of my friends, most of my classmates. I was definitely considered overweight all of my childhood into my teen years. And so I was hyper conscientious of around what my mom was doing and what I saw the women around me doing and the conversations that they were having, just like listening in on that. I was very acutely aware of what they were talking about and what those messages were. So again, they might not have been saying anything specifically to me. It was just knowledge of like what the general conversation was that was deeply impactful. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Layer onto that, this super weird thing that my dad had this very strange knowledge of the weights of all of his wives. And that's a funny sentence to say. But yes, my dad had a very weird knowledge of the weights of all of his wives. So let me explain. Throughout my childhood and well into my adulthood, frequently when I would be with my dad, he would talk about his various wives because he's on his fifth wife right now. And he would talk about how much they weighed on their wedding day. And he could tell you how much every single one of his wives weighed on their wedding day, which was always very weird to me. And so the first piece is like, that's just weird. The second piece is that all of them weighed like under 120 pounds, which was my weight like in my very early teen years, probably. I don't remember. But I mean, like very few years of my life were spent living being under 100 pounds. I was easily over that like before puberty. So that he had this knowledge that he spoke about it often, that the numbers that he used and had memorized were very small numbers compared to my own weight, all had big impact on me. 
the whole thing is super weird, but it came up a lot and it really impacted me. I don't know why he took pride in knowing that. I don't know. It's just like I said, it's a super weird thing, but it was to have like two parental figures who had this fixation on body and weight and what that was like. Again, it was a common conversation in the 80s, but the fixation on it was definitely deeply impactful to me. And so carrying that message became hugely impactful across my life and definitely impacted me into the point of my like getting becoming a personal trainer and supporting other people in weight loss and building a gym that was mostly built around supporting women in weight loss and as we all know if you've listened to the show for a while like I ultimately got out of that business because I was like holy cow I am so over helping women shrink their bodies. Like I finally was able to see the light and see how harmful it was to have an entire business model based on this lie that we should always be trying to shrink our bodies and that we should always have weight loss goals. And so that was a huge message that I carried with me throughout my childhood that still impacts me today, that still impacts like messages that I have to reframe and rewrite every single day when I get up and every single day when I'm putting on clothes or looking at myself in the mirror or comparing my body to other people's bodies, which I don't like admitting that I do that because I want to think I'm better than that. And sometimes I'm not. So that's a huge message that I've been carrying from childhood that I think is really relatable and really common. And then the third message, the third message that I carried from childhood that again might be relatable would be that we have just enough to get by. So being raised by a single mom who was a teacher, there was just not a lot of extra money. And we spent like 98% of our time with my mom. And so she got child support from my dad, but it wasn't like he was supporting our lifestyle beyond that. So she really had a lot of pressure on her and she put us through private schools on a teacher's salary. And we got a ton of financial aid and a ton of scholarships, but it was just money was a constant stressor. And it was something that was talked about pretty regularly. And we, there was a lot of conversation around like, we only have this much to make it till Friday. There was, I remember a lot of that messaging, like we only have $2 and 16 cents to make it till Friday. I remember like these little numbers like that to thinking like, but what if we don't have enough. Like, what if we need more than $2 to eat between now and Friday? And the truth was that like things were never that dire, but my mom just money was a big deal to her. She carried a lot of responsibility. And so this was always weighing heavily on her. And so inevitably that like came out, you know, in things that were happening in our family life. And it was mentioned on a regular basis. And so I internalized that is like, we have just enough to get by, but there's never room for anything extra. And the concern that came with that for me was that if anything unexpected happens, there's not enough going to be enough to cover it. That was like the subconscious messaging. And so there was a lot of scarcity mindset. And with that came concern about the future, like this idea that we should always be worrying about the future. And I remember this came up early for me in my education when the high school I wanted to go to, my mom was like, you can go there. It was a private high school. She's like, you can go there. But if you decide to go there, the money that I had been saving, which she had been like painstakingly been saving for college for me, she said, the money that I've been saving for college will be used up in your first year of high school. And then you will be on your own to figure out how to get through the rest of high school and college if you choose to use the money that way. And at the time, it was a no brainer to me because I was like, I don't want to go to any other school. All my friends are going to this one school and I'll just figure out how to get through the other seven years, three years of high school, four years of college when I get there. But 
that message was like, we can do this now, but then like, you're going to have to worry about this for the next seven years. And there was just a lot of that. Like if we use this thing for here, then there might not be enough to move over there down the road. And because I was a highly anxious kid and a highly conscientious young adult, there was became this hyper awareness and worry around preparedness and always being prepared for the things that might happen that would not necessarily be like the best thing. So always being prepared for the worst was definitely a big deal. It was definitely crucial. And in my mom's situation, as a single mom with two young kids, always being prepared for the worst was something that was like, that was a reality for her. She had a mortgage. She had two kids in private school. She had to feed us. She had to clothe us. Like, So being prepared for the worst was something that was always weighing heavily on her. But when I carry that with me moving forward, I've definitely internalized like preparing for the worst all the time as part of how I think. And it has not always served me because when I'm constantly worrying about preparing for the worst, it's really hard for me to see potential and possibility for how good and great and big and expansive things could be. It's hard to carry both of those things at the same time, to be like, I'm going to be prepared for the worst and also prepared for the best. And so I've had to really do a lot of reframing around instead of preparing for the worst, let's assume that the best is going to happen and know that if the worst does happen, you can figure that out because if you've figured out a lot of other things. And so not having the fixation be on the worst, but really having the fixation be on like things are likely going to work out for you and it could even be better than you ever imagined. And I've had to rewrite that over and over and over. So those are three messages that I carry from childhood that might be super relatable to you because I think they're relatable to many people. And I want you, if you're not sure what messages you're carrying, give yourself some time to think about it. And as I talk through these, how these messages hold you back, I think you might have some continued insight into what some of your messages might be. So how do these messages hold us back? When you carry these messages with you over time, how do they hold you back? I will tell you, as I've been preparing for our plan and prep pajama party, which is happening next Saturday, January 15th, as I've been preparing for the pajama party and also preparing to open doors from Momentum Mamas for our membership community, which happens right after the pajama party going into next, the next week of January, I have been in conversation with many, many moms around what do things look like right now? What are things going to look like in 2022? And with things happening with COVID at this rapid pace of like, holy cow, what is happening? What is going to happen? Are we going back into full shut? down. I mean, who knows? by the time this episode goes live in a few days, like things could look vastly different than they look right now. We could be fully shut down. I don't know what things are going to look like. And so as we're looking at this season that we're in, how do we plan for a new year and also expect possibility, hold space for possibility, hold space for potential, hold space for positive, productive messages rather than being really stuck in these loops that we've been on for the last two years that are easy to revert to when things get scary. So how these messages might be holding you back, number one, is that you potentially are continuing to believe half-truths at best and bold-faced lies at worst. So some of the messages that I carry have half-truths in them. The truth, like the first example I gave, people could leave at any time and some people might not know how to love you. Yeah, like there's some truth to that. People can leave at any time and some people might not know how to love me. That's absolutely true. And if I'm focused on that, that means I would never enter into a relationship with anyone, right? If that's like all I'm going to focus on and that's the only thing I'm going to carry. So when we, we have to at some point decide that I'm going to honor that this thing might be true. And also there's 
another side to this that can be true at the same time that's a healthier version for me to choose to believe and choose to carry with me. So yeah, people can leave at any time. And also relationships are still well worth investing in because I don't want to be alone. I don't want to not have friends. I don't want to not have colleagues. I don't want to not have a partner. Like all those things mean so much to me. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So we have to look at these half-truths that we believe that are holding us back and look at the flip side, the other half, and recognize like the weight that that might carry that might be way more positive and productive. And then we also might be just carrying bold-faced lies. So bold-faced lie that like your body size is a reflection of your worth or that you should always be trying to shrink your body. Like those are bold-faced lies and around messages that I carried for most of my life. And so having to look at those bold-faced lies and really recognize them for what they are and recognize that like this is extremely harmful to be carrying around and there cannot be space for this lie in my head because if there is space for this lie in my head, then I'm going to be stuck in a whole lot of other ways in my life or make decisions that are harmful in a whole lot of other ways in my life. The second way that these messages hold us back is that they keep us stuck in generational patterns, if not trauma. So we can look at the way that our parents made decisions and we can look at the way that their parents made decisions or we can look at the things that our parents went through and the things that their parents went through and we can see that out of those things came patterns and that sometimes over the course of generations there's patterns that are just repeated over and over and over again and that can keep us stuck in really unhealthy places and so Jory Rose talked about this when she talked about her when she was on her episode talking about the unhealthy patterns that were being repeated across generations in her family and how she was able to identify this over time and then able to change the patterns. So part of it is being stuck in these patterns that are not productive. And then sometimes it's also keeping us stuck in trauma. So when we choose to stay stuck in unhealthy patterns, sometimes we are just constantly re-exposing ourselves to trauma. And so I want you to look at where are you staying stuck in messages that are really messages that are keeping you stuck in generational patterns that don't serve you and potentially staying stuck in traumatic routines, if not traumatic situations that are not serving you. This is a really big deal. And when you can start to recognize this, you can see like, oh, okay, I don't need to carry that with me. 
I can look at some of the dysfunctional stuff that has happened in my family over the course of generations and I can decide like that is not working for me and I'm not standing for that and I'm not open or willing to continue that pattern. So now here's a boundary around like what I'm willing to carry with me and what I'm not. And if you other family members choose to carry these things with you, I maybe can't be part of it or I can only be part of it to a certain point or I'm not going to feed into certain things or I'm going to like I'm going to have to let you deal with some things on your own. Like where do those boundaries lie? So recognizing that these messages can really keep you stuck in these intergenerational patterns that can be harmful again, and if not traumatic. And then thirdly, the third way that these messages can hold you back is by limiting possibility. We hugely limit possibility when we stay stuck in these stories and messages that have been fed to us, whether consciously or subconsciously, whether overtly stated or just things we put together in our heads over the course of our life. We stay stuck in messages that create feedback loops that are very not productive. They are completely non-productive and oftentimes very harmful. What happens when we carry these messages with us is that we look for evidence to support them. And so I talk a lot in Momentum Mamas in my membership community. And whenever I'm speaking, I talk about how we collect evidence. We're constantly collecting evidence. And we always get to choose what we're collecting evidence for. So if we're collecting evidence around a message we're carrying from childhood that is harmful to us, we can always find that evidence. I can always find evidence to support that like people can leave at any moment. So you probably shouldn't get too connected. I can always find evidence that supports that like, yeah, your your body size is a reflection of your worth. Look at what society tells us about women who are one size versus another. I can always find evidence to support what any message that I choose and any message that I want to uphold. And we hugely limit possibility when we get stuck in certain messages and certain message patterns because they create these feedback loops where we have a certain thought in our head or a certain message that's been repeated throughout our life. We find a piece of evidence that supports that. And we're like, yep, see, I told you so. So maybe I get in a fight with a friend and the friend doesn't text me back for a few days. And then I'm like, yep, see, people can leave at any given moment. Told you. So we have to look really carefully at the messages that we are in the feedback loops that we get stuck in to look at what really hampers our productivity and our ability to move forward in our lives in a purposeful way, because we are often collecting the wrong evidence when we are carrying these messages from childhood. So I want to invite you to look for the other kind of evidence, to look for evidence around unlimited possibility, unlimited potential. That doesn't mean that you're going to be able to control everything. That doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times where the possibility and potential aren't shut down right in your face, but looking for constant evidence to support new messages and new patterns of thought and new ways of seeing things that serve you moving forward. I went through this experience in the last couple of weeks of 2021 where I had some really great opportunities come up and some things started to unfold that are going to continue to unfold into 2022. And I was able to look at it for the first time and be like, wow, I don't have to look at a new year and be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to figure out this whole year? And instead I can look like, oh, things are already unfolding for me. And I will tell you after enduring anxiety since I was eight years old, I have always gone into a new year thinking like, oh my gosh, like now I have to start all over. How am I going to do this? How am I going to meet my goals? Like it has always felt so hugely overwhelming and burdensome to enter into a new year. And with this kind of idea that like, okay, like here we go, we have to start all over and build from the beginning, which is like 
ridiculous as I'm saying it out loud because that's not the truth. We're never rebuilding from the beginning. I'm rebuilding every new year with all of the years that came before and all of the wisdom and gifts and benefits of those years, right? So like I'm never starting from the beginning, but this is what my anxiety always told me. And this year for the first time to be able to think like, oh, things are already unfolding for me for the new year. I don't have to start off with like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this all? Because it's already happening. It's already in the works. And I've done a lot of things over many, many years now to create ample possibility and potential for a new year. So I don't have to know how everything's going to unfold on January 1st. And that was a new thought pattern, a new feedback loop that really allowed me to step outside of some of my old messages and allowed me to really feel actually at ease over the holidays, which is not something I typically feel over the holidays. And that was really, really life-giving. So I want you to think about what are the messages that you're carrying from childhood that might be holding you back? And then also think about how these messages actually hold you back in keeping you believing half-truths or even bold-faced lies and keeping you stuck in generational patterns, if not trauma, that really holds you back. And then in limiting possibility by keeping you stuck in feedback loops that are just not productive. This episode was helpful. Please, please share it out. I know in this episode, you also heard information about my upcoming plan and prep pajama party. So I would love to see you there. You can sign up at shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. And then yes, you did hear me say that enrollment is going to be opening up next week for Momentum Mamas. So stay tuned for that. If you want to get any of these goodies and get everything right in your inbox, so you can just click through to find all the stuff that we're offering and all the updates in the SMA, you can go to shamelessmom.com slash newsletter to get all my email updates. And that way you just have everything right in your inbox to keep it really simple. So you can look into all the options and all the updates and events coming up and see what might be for you. So that's shamelessmom.com slash newsletter. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be in a new year with you. And I'm so excited to be here on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. So I will see you then. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? 
You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.